Welcome to The Manly Catholic. In this podcast, we will inspire, challenge, and equip all men to become the men they were created to be. Join us as we journey together to become the best versions of ourselves and strive to change our communities one man at a time. Hello all, welcome to another episode of The Manly Catholic. I am James, your host, and initially... We are releasing this episode on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to everyone out there. And, you know, Father Dom and me, we're going to do a special episode. I was recording with him when I was out in California. And my son uh, did not adjust to the time zone difference. Uh, So he was up at 3 and 4 a.m. We were recording at 5, and he was with me the whole time, so it was chaotic. So we did not get to this episode. So it'll be a shorter episode, so I do apologize. But we are releasing this on Sunday. Uh, What is that? June 18th, which is Father's Day. So again, happy Father's Day to everyone out there. And before we get started, though, as always, we'll start with a prayer, and we'll do the St. Michael prayer. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, again, Father's Day, very special day of the year. And I know people say, like, oh, Father's Day, Mother's Day. It's kind of pointless because we should be celebrating our mothers and fathers throughout the year. Of course, that is true. But this, I think it's it's just like in the liturgical calendar, right, in the church is that, yeah, we have like feast days for Mary and St. Joseph and Corpus Christi we just celebrated on June 11th. And But we know these things to be true, but sometimes it's good to have a reminder as well of how important fatherhood is is because fatherhood truly is essential and it really does matter more so than ever really right now and you know especially with you know masculinity being attacked you know toxic masculinity all in fairness i feel like that might be dying down a little bit but i don't want to get into that right now but fatherhood for those of you out there who are are lay fathers like myself who are priests ordained priests you guys are absolutely fathers spiritual fathers those of you who are adopted fathers or those of you who are trying to be fathers, maybe you are not able to. We are all called to fatherhood in some way. And I, I always love this quote when Father Domini did this, uh, the Into the Breach by Bishop Olmsted, but he quoted Pope Francis and he said, when a man does not have this desire for fatherhood, something is missing in this man and something is wrong. And I think that really, it just, gosh, it truly speaks profoundly because I mentioned this on the podcast too, is, I didn't always want to be a dad. I didn't have this strong desire for that. And I, I reflecting on that now, there truly was something going on with me because we are all called to fatherhood and we realize how important that is in this day and age, especially with especially with children who grow up without fathers, we see how much that is effective. And my my uh, uh, in St. Pump John Paul II, he says, becoming mom and dad makes us more like God. You're called to remind everyone that all are baptized, even though in a different way, are called to be a mother or father. So this this truly is the key for interpreting reality, honestly. And JP2 goes on to say, original sin then attempts to abolish fatherhood. And so you, you see, Satan thinks that this is, I know the, oh, which, which saints basically said 
the final battle be between Satan and his demons and the family. But then, you know, if St. Pope John Paul II even narrowed that down even further, it's actually to go after fatherhood. Because if you remove the father, the fatherhood, the father is, is supposed to be the first line of defense. We talk about this all the time on the podcast. We are supposed to be the first line of defense. We are supposed to defend our family, defend our parish, whatever the case might be. That is us. And so when you remove the father, then everything else can kind of creep in. It's like, okay, there's no one to defend the wife. She might get attacked more spiritually. There's no one to defend the children. They might be influenced more by the outside world. And obviously, as fathers, we can't prevent everything. Okay, there's just a natural reality of of the world that we live in. But when we are not doing our job, obviously, it's more easy to infiltrate our family. So in Original Sin, continuing on what JP2 said, in Original Sin, we find a primordial rebellion against God's fatherhood, a desire to do away with fatherhood itself. So Satan's primary strategy, honestly, is to damage and abolish human fatherhood, the very relationship through which each of us first glimpses what God's fatherhood might be like. And I think that really is profound is, you know, we always talk about God the Father, right? And we know, of course, God isn't male or female, but we talk about him as a father. Jesus talked to about God as the father. Right? And why is that? There, there has to be this, this special, distinct, and unique relationship between children and the father. And, and you hear about all the time you know, people who, who grew up without fathers or, uh, you know, God forbid, have abusive fathers who abuse their role, who use their role to manipulate maybe their wife or abuse their wife uh, or manipulate their children or even abuse them and how much damage that truly is inflicted on the individual who's affected by that. So it, it just goes to show if you have that strong relationship with your father, with your dad, and there's no guarantee that you know, you're going to turn out perfectly. I'm not saying that at all, but you de- it definitely gives you a leg up, I think, on, on those who maybe have not had the same blessings that you have had. You know, happy Father's Day to my dad. I know he always listens, and I love him for that. I grew up with an amazing dad, a dad who loved me and cherished me and 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 was always there for me. And again, I know how blessed I am because not everyone can have that. And, it, you know, it, it really does reflect how that is in relationship to that we have with God, the Father in our relationship with him as, as sons, especially, and daughters, too. And, you know, I think that was, besides many reasons, that's a huge reason why when the whole priest scandal came out, because priests are spiritual fathers. You know, Father Dominic is a huge influence on my life. He's a spiritual director. He guides me and he leads me. And I think a lot of people saw that relationship, that special relationship that priests had with their parish, with their flock, and that relationship was abused, you know, because the church is supposed to be the safe haven, right? This place that people can go to to, for healing. And when that relationship was tethered and severed because of various scandals, that, that really shook a lot of people for obvious reasons besides the abuse itself, but it, it, it damaged that relationship that we that we expect to have with a father, a father figure, if you will. And then, you know, that's why we need to pray for all these people too, because then that in turn will affect the relationship with God. So anyways, I'm kind of digressing a little bit. Um, But being a father is, 
it's the truly the greatest blessing that that God could ever bestow on you. And I know not everyone is blessed to be able to have biological children. I understand that. And coming from someone who was reluctant at first, it, I would not have changed it for the world. It it truly is something that's amazing. And um, yeah, I want to take it back for a second. So uh, when uh, we Father Dominique did talk about this episode, and he did want me to share an article. He was going to read it when... Um, when we were going to do the episode. So it is an article. Um, it's a little bit lengthy. I'm just going to kind of hit the highlights. I don't want to read all this to you guys just verbatim, but I will post a link in the show notes for you guys, and I'll kind of summarize some some, some of the points as well along the way. But um, yeah, so this, this article starts off by saying, of all things this country needs right now, this is talking about America, stronger borders, better paying jobs, some basic safety on our streets. Above all, America needs stronger men. There have been those that have spent decades running men down, blaming them for everything from climate change to the patriarchy. They are wrong. Strong men are not the problem for America. Stronger, better men are the solution. All is not well with men in this country. The numbers speak for themselves. Men are lonelier than ever before. They're dropping out of the labor force in greater numbers than ever before. They're struggling more with drug abuse and alcohol. They increasingly forego a college education, even as they delay getting married and having kids. If any other demographic group was struggling to this extent, we would call it a national crisis. And that is exactly what it is. But some don't see it that way. They blame boys and men for the sins of the world. They say all masculinity is toxic. That simply to be a man is to make the world a worse place. They propose to do it, I'm sorry, to do away with traditional masculinity altogether. There are those who try to re-educate men as early as preschool age, where too many boys are punished for aggressive play and... They don't comply, medicated out of their boyishness. As young men, they are denied the manufacturing jobs that allowed their fathers to earn good wages. The governing class, having long ago shipped those jobs overseas and set adrift on college campuses filled with activists who despise them. At bottom, this critique of men is rooted in the lie that men shouldn't be leaders, creators, and heroes, but just consumers looking out for themselves. But the truth is exactly the opposite. We actually need men to step up. America's men have the power to transform this country for the better. Want to curb the epidemic of child poverty? Get a father to start contributing to his wife and children. Want to address the cataclysm of youth violence? Put a father in the picture. Men can help bring peace and order to a nation wrecked by crises. They can change the destiny of their families and whole neighborhoods. Their power, once tapped, can be a mighty and world-shaping thing. Power alone, though, is not enough. Power only becomes true strength, a force for good when it is used in the right ways, of course, for the right reasons. What we need is a guide, a roadmap for what it means to be a good man. The story of the Bible is more than a collection of familiar tales. It is an invitation to men to find their place in the cosmos, to take up their role in a grand drama drama that supercharges their lives with meaning. Beginning with Adam in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says men are tasked with bringing order to the world, transforming chaos into beauty, the wilderness into a garden. To perform that noble task, every man must form his character. He must shape his soul. The path to manhood is the path to virtue. Men are called to form the character of husbands and fathers. They are charged to give themselves for others and humbly accept their own limits, just as Abraham devoted himself to his wife Sarah and trusted God's promise of a son to come. Men are called to be the to be I'm sorry, men are called to the character of warriors 
and builders. They must battle evil and bring beauty out of chaos, just as Joshua challenged the monsters of Canaan and David, laid the foundations for God's temple. And men are called to the character of priests and kings. They must bring the promise of eternity everywhere they go and use their power to preserve truth and liberty. For years, American men have heard just one story, that they are outmoded and oppressive, that the best they can do is stand aside and let today's elites run things. It's a story preached by our contemporary culture from cradle to grave. Stand down, be passive, you'll just make things worse. But it's now time to start telling a better story. It's time to call our boys and men to lead. And that is how you transform a nation. So regardless of your political beliefs, I know they mentioned some political statements in there. The The gist of the argument is the same. You know, men have just been kind of shunted in society lately. You know, you're toxic. You're, you don't belong here. It's, it's time for men to step aside. And that, that it's just, it's not biblical and it's not in accordance with nature and how God intended it with the laws of nature. You know, exactly what it said in the garden. What did, what did God task Adam to do? I just want to, I really enjoyed that quote. It said, the Bible says men are tasked with bringing order to the world, transform chaos into beauty, the wilderness into a garden. To perform that noble task, every man must form his character. He must shape his soul. The path to manhood is the path to virtue. And yes, that, that really is hitting the nail on the head. The path to manhood is the path to virtue. And I think, you know, we all, all of us men, we struggle with something. The biggest thing is right now is chastity or lust, you know, struggling with pornography and masturbation. And again, that's something that I have struggled with in the past and continue to struggle with at times too. You know, the, the great lie that you you can just be, uh, that you don't need anyone, that you can just be everything that you need. You can you can kind of just shut yourself away in a, in a corner and and you don't need to grow in virtue because you're not harming anyone. It's okay to live in sin because you're not really, truly harming anyone, which is the great, the great lie. Was it St. Paul that says if you if you commit sin, you're not hurting just yourself, you're hurting the body of Christ. You know, as Catholics, we believe in mortal sin versus venial sin. Mortal sin, it literally is separating your soul from God. How scary is that? Separating your soul from God. The great lie, gentlemen, is that you are not needed. That society is flourishing without you. I think anyone who who's not blinded by sin can see that that simply is a lie. Men are needed more than ever. I mean, Bishop Olmsted, uh, in his his apostolic exhortation, I Father Dom and me talk about all the time how important that is. But he calls men to step into the breach because when men stop caring, that's when this nation again in America started to crumble. You know, you can you can quote statistics all day long you know, what the the amount of men who are going to mass, the amount of men who believe in the uh, transubstantiation, who claim to be Catholic. And if you don't even know your faith, then what the heck is the point? You know, and I, 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 I say that in, in all sincerity. If you don't know your faith, what are you doing? Does sports actually matter? Does, does news actually matter? Does making money actually matter? We're talking about our souls who which live eternally forever men and that is the the reality of the situation is that if you're not taking care of your soul 
you will never become the man that God created you to be. You know, the great lie, again, in society is that just work hard, put your head down, earn as much money as you can, buy as much stuff as you can, sleep with as many women as you can. You'll never be satisfied. Just look at all the sins. Look at especially St. Augustine. He did all that. He lived that life. I think deep down, if you look at it too, especially for those of you who are struggling, again, this was me a while ago, is struggling with pornography and and masturbation, is, is you think that will satisfy you, and then and then you do it, and then it's so fleeting, and you almost have this guilt in, in your conscience because you know what you just did was wrong, but it, it it's hard. You know, we I just released an episode, or I have not released it yet, but I'm going to with Jason Everett, and he talks about chastity, and he talks about pornography and the dangers of that and what it actually does to your brain. And we could talk about that all day long, but the point is that men too, we we recognize our weaknesses. We recognize this brotherhood that we need, and that's what Father Dal and me are trying to build with this podcast is a brotherhood of men, especially fathers, especially priests. We need each other. And this Father's Day, I am challenging all of you. This is James's challenge on Father's Day is find at least one man that you can rely on who you can be vulnerable with, who you can talk to about anything, who says, hey, I'm struggling with this. Please pray for me. We all need at least one person. We cannot do this alone. And Satan loves when a man thinks he can put his head in the sand and do it all by himself. Because we cannot, gentlemen. We are human. We are sinners. We will fall continuously, and we will continue to fall until the day we die. But we will never give up. And that is when we give up, that's when our soul is lost. So men, do not give up this Father's Day. You are loved. You are needed. If you are married, your wife needs you. If you have children, your children need you. Now more than ever. Men, I'm challenging you. Find one person. Build a brotherhood. Reach out to Father Dom and me. Again, we're trying to build this community. We want men to feel supported, to feel loved, to feel challenged. That's why I'm challenging you. Excuse me, but we need each other. And that's what we're here for. And that's all I have for you today. So happy Father's Day. Again, I'll leave a link of the article I just read in the show notes for you guys. But God bless all you fathers out there, whether you're a lay father like myself, a priest, adopted father. We're all fathers in some way. We're all called to fatherhood in some way. Way, shape, form. Even if you're a single you are called to fatherhood in some way. And if you are a younger listener and you're like, I am not a father in any way, shape, or form. I'm you know, barely a teenager. I'm in high school. Whatever the case may be, start praying for that vocation. Start praying. What kind of father is God calling you to be? Is it to the priesthood? Is it to get married? Is it to consecrated life? What is that for you? So start praying for that. So everyone, again, is called to fatherhood in some way. Ask God in your prayers. Pick a saint, St. Joseph. Where is it? That man right there, St. Joseph. Ask for him to help you as well. Again, that's all I got to you. God bless. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next time, go out there and be a saint. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Manly Catholic. 
If you have not already done so, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. It will also help grow the show and reach as many men as possible. We truly think this podcast can change families and help men to change the world. Thank you again so much for tuning in and God bless you.